On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, March the 1st. Yeah, March. Unbelievable. Felt like February just came and went, but it's gone, and March is here. Uh, ready to break down the Tuesday NHL card here uh, on a Tuesday. It is a big Tuesday, and because it's Tuesday, you know what it is. It's a BetCast Tuesday. Tonight, we're at it again with another live Ice Guys BetCast, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. We have nine games in NHL action tonight. And what I love about the schedule tonight for our BetCast is we've got staggered start times. We've got four games at 7 p.m. Eastern. you got two Sprinkled in at 8 p.m. Eastern, you got a 9 p.m. Eastern game, and then you got two late games at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. So it is a really well-constructed NHL schedule tonight. So it's going to keep things basically going uh, for uh, the rest uh, of the, uh, for the entire night. Like there's really not going to be that dead zone, you know, or that dead period like we had last week where we had the four early games and then we had the late games at 10. We had nothing in between. So there's really going to be constant hockey action pretty much throughout the uh, course of the night. So we're definitely looking forward to it tonight. Another Ice Guys BetCast. And a reminder, we're doing these Tuesday night, uh, every uh, Tuesday the rest of the season. So uh, looking forward to it. As always, you can tune in live on YouTube for the BetCast. And if you want to join me, members of the crew, and several members of our viewing and listening audience on the BetCast, send a DM to me or anybody associated with the Ice Guys, and we will send you a link to appear on the BetCast with us tonight. So looking forward to it at 7 p.m. Eastern. But before we get to there, we have a Tuesday card to break down right now, and we'll start with the Ottawa Senators taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 390. Uh, Home favorites in this game, the total six shaded to the under uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Uh, As far as this game goes, uh, we've got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously significant favorites here for a very good reason. Uh, Not only is uh, obviously are they the better team in the matchup, but certainly there are some issues going through Ottawa right now. The flu has been running through the uh, team a little bit the last few days. It's really taken a bite out of this group. Uh, And it looks like because of it, you're going to see potential for some uh, absences uh, or if players play through it, uh, you could see a situation where they're playing at less than 100 percent. Certainly DJ Smith said after the uh, Montreal game on Saturday night that he felt his team really did an admirable job gutting through that game uh, through uh, the flu bug running through the uh, team just a little bit. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much stamina Ottawa's got in them tonight. I know it looks as of right now like uh, Thomas Shabbat, who was one of those people impacted with that flu 
uh, situation and didn't play on Saturday. That's the reason he was the late scratch right before the opening puck drop of that game. Uh, and also Nikita Zaitsev uh, on the blue line defenseman for the Senators was also battling it. So uh, they only had 13 forwards and 5D uh, available in that game. So they basically essentially played the game shorthanded. So uh, it definitely is something that would concern you a little bit. Uh, going into this game tonight uh, with the uh, Lightning and the uh, Senators from an Ottawa standpoint, definitely shorthanded, definitely won't be uh, at full strength going into this game. Tampa Bay uh, gets the uh, victory in the uh, Stadium Series outdoor game Saturday night in Music City. Uh, they give up the first goal, but they battle back. They scored pretty quickly, two goals early in the second period. Pretty much didn't look back from that point. Nashville made it close, made it interesting uh, in that uh late in the game to make it 3-2, uh, but that was as close as they would get. Tampa Bay holds on for the uh, victory there in that outdoor game. Uh, we'll see how uh, they fare here now. That's, uh, is there a potential for maybe this being a flat spot for Tampa? I'm not sure. You know, obviously it was a thrill playing in the outdoor game. Uh, the first time the Tampa Bay Lightning franchise had played in an outdoor game Saturday night in Nashville. Uh, can they maintain focus here uh, for this matchup against the uh, Ottawa Senators remains the uh, the biggest question, I guess you have to ask. Uh, Tampa Bay, they've won four in a row. Uh, like I say, I mean, the, the Nashville win was probably the best win of the bunch. Uh, Edmonton was a pretty solid win, too, but I thought they got outplayed in that game and really uh, got the game basically gift wrapped for them by some pretty shoddy goaltending from Mike Smith in that game. We've talked about that a lot, how Edmonton played pretty well that night and the goaltending was less than stellar, allowing Tampa to win that game. Before that, they beat Jersey and Arizona. Uh, we'll see how they go fare here against Ottawa. I will say this about the Senators. Historically, when they've played Tampa Bay, they've actually given this team some fits, you know, in the past. Can they keep it? Can can that can it be that way again here uh, tonight against uh, Tampa Bay, despite the fact that they're a little bit shorthanded? That's the big question here. I have the slightest of leans to the over uh, in this game, simply because we're talking about two starting defensemen potentially missing again for the Ottawa Senators, Shabbat and Zaitsev. And usually... Uh, that's going to uh, be an issue here. I'm seeing Andrew McGinnis in our, can I get a link to join? I, th I thought I sent it, Andrew. What the hell's going on here? Uh, all right. Let me just uh, correct that right now. Okay. Apparently my colleague who's wants to, who's supposed to be here, apparently never got the link. All right. So we'll see if we can correct that. Now I, I did send it a few minutes ago, but uh, there we go. All right. So maybe we'll see Andrew now. Anyway, um, small lean to the over here, Tampa, uh, Ottawa and uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, and um, because of the injuries for uh, Ottawa on the back end, that's a, definitely not what you want to have here uh, in this kind of a matchup here facing the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. As far as props go in this game, uh, when you uh, look at the uh, potential, this is not a going to be a huge prop game for me, especially on the Ottawa side. This is not a team that is scoring goals at the moment, the Senators. Uh, you look at the last few games that uh, they've, been, they've played, uh, we've seen a lot of uh, games where they've been pretty much shut down. Last nine games, they had those back-to-back -back shutout losses. They did score four against Washington, although I believe one was an empty net. Scored two against St. Louis, three against Buffalo, two against Boston, one against the Rangers. Did beat Minnesota at home and scored four goals in that game. And then, obviously, uh, dealing with the flu Saturday night against Montreal, only scoring one goal, losing to the Canadians two to one. So probably you'd have to look more toward Tampa uh, if you're going to be looking at uh, props here uh, in this game tonight, uh, you look at the uh, last uh, few games, who's been red hot. Um, I'll tell you what, shots on goal props, if you're uh, into those, 
you got to take Nikita Kucherov at this point. Eight of the last 10 games, he's gone over three and a half shots on goal. He has been a shooting dynamo uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning of late. And, and like you say, you've only got to lay and, – and when you look at the percentages and the fact that eight of the last 10 games, Nikita Kucherov go over that shot prop, which and I'm talking about over three and a half shots. He's gone over an eight of the last ten, and yet you only have to be minus one ten. I think that's a great bet tonight uh, for that uh, shots on goal for Kucherov in this game. So that's definitely a prop I'm targeting here tonight with the Sens uh, and the Lightning. We've got Andrew now. Apparently, he never got the link the first. Come on, man! Why the hell that was? I know. It's uh, it's, I don't know what uh, Twitter DM does sometimes. Like uh, I see that the mess the first time I sent you the link and it's there, and apparently you never saw it or never. Wait, you can you can see now. You you can you send me one before? (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah, I always do. And you can see it in the group chat that we're in. Yep, I see stream Tuesday NHL Ice Guys link right there. Boom! Like weird minutes ago, I sent it, but that's all right. You're here now. <laughs> well, I just want you to sincerely know I was actually probably earlier today than I've been in the last two or three weeks. So of all days for me to be on time, uh, definitely a funny day. But uh, I knew you'd be around. I hopped on YouTube, and here we are. So uh, looking forward to tonight's card, Ian. Uh, it was a three-game slate yesterday, but a profitable yep. one. Yep. Uh, I was happy about it. Got my Bruins best bet in. Hit the over yep. in the uh, Devils Vancouver game and. Boy, those overs are nice to hit halfway through a game. So feeling good. Good start to the week. Let's try and do it again today. Yeah, no kidding. That game was just a – there's so many games that we have the bet cast tonight. I wasn't planning on recapping last night, but mm. that New Jersey game was a cash cow for me. I mean, every every pregame bet cast, the two totals, the full game over, the bigger bet for me was New Jersey team total over, which was also my best bet, and it got there. And, my God, that was a prop cashing uh, – mm wizardry for me in that game i'll never have a game like that from a props perspective again in a very long time sharon govich at plus 300 goal score prop jesper bratt to score a goal which we loved and over one and a half points on jesper bratt which was plus 225 hughes i took over one and a half points at, at plus 200 and we're talking new jersey in a few minutes we're going to be looking at a lot of those same players tonight in that game, but we'll get to that uh, in a minute. Andrew, what are your thoughts on this uh, first game that we're breaking down here for this Tuesday slate, Ottawa-Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the odds here, minus 410. Uh, or that's what it's up at now. Are you seeing it moving around a little bit, minus 390 on the screen? But I've seen upwards of, of you know, 410, 400. It's obviously a huge price. And, you know, you'll take a look at some of the games Senators have played recently. And when I was looking at this card last night, um, I'll be honest, I didn't spend a ton of time on this game, but you, you you look at the Ottawa team and they always get up for these games. If you take a look at what they do, they they love to play shocker. They love to play upset and compete against some of these teams that might take them a little bit lightly. And you look at the teams that Tampa Bay has played recently, you know, with Nashville and an Edmonton team and a Colorado mix in the bag in there as well. You know, you think that you might be able to get a letdown spot there at some point. And you know, I've been trying to track these. Um, for some of these high, you know, value teams. And you take a look at this Ottawa team, though, and you look at Norris still being out, obviously Pinto's out, um, Batherson's still out, and, and you know, Zaitsev, questionable. And it's just too much worrisome for me, um, too many worries. I, I just, I look at this Tampa Bay Lightning team, and what I kind of want to do in this one is take a look at the first period over. Um, I think we're going to see goals from both teams. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see a both teams a score first period. I think that just like we've been seeing a lot of times, um, 
we could see Ottawa have a good first period. And as that game progresses, as all the skill comes out and we have 60 minutes to exemplify what these teams are capable of, then it could turn into a route and be a 4-1 game, you know, 4-2 game. So I think the first period over is the best play for me. And it's a small bet I've made for tonight. Good stuff. All right, we move on to New Jersey and Columbus. Columbus minus 115, uh, home favorites, six and a half the total. It isn't often you see the team that um, is playing on the uh, back-to-back uh, back-to-back situation here uh, end up getting this bet this heavily, but that's what we've seen here. Uh, Columbus opened minus 150. Now they're down to minus 115 here uh, in this game tonight against the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, at home. Uh, as far as it, we see with the uh, lineup situation, there are some key injuries uh, for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets going into this game. Obviously, the good news is they've recently gotten uh, got Elvis, El- Elvis Merzlikens back uh, in net for the uh, Jackets, which is good. And uh, look, he didn't play that badly first time in a while, maybe a little rusty against Pittsburgh. I actually thought he played all right. Not much he could have done uh, about a lot of the goals that were scored uh, in that game. Uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, but he's back in net for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. But you look at the blue line situation, we've got another, just like with Ottawa, where Shabbat and uh, Zaitsev both might be out tonight. For Columbus, you've got a cluster uh, absence potential uh, at, along the uh, blue line tonight with uh, Boquist uh, injured, uh, Zach Wierenski also potentially out for this game tonight for Columbus. So uh, you've got definitely some major concerns. In fact, both of those guys are indeed for sure going to be out uh, for Columbus tonight. So you're going to be dealing with some uh, depth concerns uh, along the blue line going into this game tonight for the uh, Jackets. It looks like it's going to be Gavrikov, Pete, Carlson, Kukin, Bayreuther, and Jake Christensen's going to draw into the lineup. They've got three regulars out, and Boquist and Wierenski are certainly two of, of the defensemen they count on. So this could be trouble tonight. Uh, a little bit along the uh, defensive line for the uh, uh, blue line for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets here. Columbus, though, uh, every night, though, they've been pretty competitive. I like the effort against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins the other night. Uh, they have lost two in a row. So is there signs that this team might be about to cool off? Carolina, Pittsburgh, back-to-back losses for the Jackets. Still, even with those losses, this team is 7-3 and three, uh, in their last 10 games, which is still pretty good overall. Uh, on the flip side, you got New Jersey rolling in here off a the high of a seven to two beatdown last night over the Vancouver Canucks. I mean Yaroslav Halak, as I said on Twitter, was Yaroslav Shalaked uh, last night uh, <laughs> in that just not very good. Uh, although the team in front of him was just as bad, not all of it was his fault, but uh, just a horrible defensive game from the Canucks turnovers. And one thing New Jersey is showing you now that they're fully healthy, and I've been beating this drum now for a week on this show, they're going to score. All right, they're going to score goals. This is a talented group up front. Jack Hughes is healthy. Nico Heeshear is healthy. Andreas Janssen's healthy. Jesper Bratt's healthy. They get Dougie Hamilton, their best puck-moving, offensive-minded defenseman, back last week as well. He scores a goal last night as well for the Devils. So this is definitely a spot where, for me, I'm riding the Devils team total once again. Three and a half plus money. No issues taking that whatsoever here in this game. Uh, even with Merzlikens in net, you look at what the Devils have done. Three games since they had that one-week break, and they got everybody healthy, specifically Hamilton and Bratt. Those were the two main ones they got back, the two biggest uh, catalysts for this team. And they've scored six, eight, and seven. Pretty damn impressive. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some uh, scoring regression on the way. Uh, they're not going to score 21 goals in every three-game uh, span for the rest of the season like they have the last three games. but 
I think they're capable of getting to at least four goals here. You know, what's funny is this team total uh, initially was two and a half. Uh, and actually, I got it at two. I actually got two and a half minus 150 uh, on the team total when I bet it this morning. It's now three and a half. It's moved, actually, this team total. It's moved because of the New Jersey movement to three and a half now at a plus price. And I like that just as much. You know, I, I definitely think they get three. I definitely I definitely think they get three. I think they absolutely get four goals minimum as well because uh, I just think this offensive team, now that we've seen all the uh, artillery and all the uh, hands on deck essentially for the Devils, you see what this team is capable of uh, offensively. And I'm not stopping there with the Devils team total. We like the full game over as well because I do think Columbus is going to chip in offensively. It looks like it's back to John Gillies or it looks like it will be. Uh, Nico, it hasn't been confirmed yet because, look, Nico, that's two starts in a row. Nico Dawes has given up just two goals, Pittsburgh and Vancouver last night. So they may be starting to find something with this young kid and maybe someone finally giving them some saves for this New Jersey team. But I still have my doubts whether he'll be in net on a back-to-back like this. Uh, they might still go to John Gillies. So for that reason, still like the over six and a half in this game as well. And from a player prop standpoint, you know where we're going. Jesper Bratt once again to score. You know, at another near plus 200 price, you've got Jesper Brad over one and a half points. I think it's worth a bet again, and especially Jack Hughes over one and a half points, which again was plus 200 last night against Vancouver. You can get pretty close to that same price here tonight. Jack Hughes over one and a half points for the Devils. He's now had four straight multi-point games for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, very impressive. You see, he's got that puck on a string uh, right now. Uh, playing with extreme confidence. Uh, and again, four straight games of two points or more for Mr. Hughes for the New Jersey Devils. So uh, this is going to be one of those games, kind of like last night's New Jersey game, where we're involved in a lot of different avenues from a betting standpoint. Uh, Jimmy's with us now. Jimmy Murphy, what do you think here? New Jersey, Columbus. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, good. Good, good. Yeah, you know, look, guys, you nailed it last night. I mean, that was uh, that was one of those great situational spots for New Jersey. Uh, Vancouver coming in feeling great, and uh, I think just completely overlooking them and and realizing that they're still the Vancouver Canucks and not really a legitimate playoff contender. So good call by you guys there. As for today, uh, tonight with this, I mean, I love the first period over. It's just the value is just you know I'm looking at what minus one eighty five in most places here. That's tough, but I'm still going to go with that. I'm going to take the first period over there. I'm going to take the full over, uh, and, and I'm going to ride your Jesper Brady. You know, like he's he's been the man for them right now, uh, and I'm also going to throw a little prop on Jack Hughes two points or more. And did you see that twisted wrister he had last night? Uh, oh, wow. For the uh, New Jersey Devils, that was one hell of a shot. I mean, uh, and I know it wasn't Halak's night and the uh, defense wasn't good, but there's no defense or goaltender that could have done anything about yeah. that Jesper Bratt shot. That guy's release is terrific. You can absolutely shoot a puck, that guy. And boy, has he been shooting the puck and connecting with it uh, the last guys, several games. I don't know what broadcast you, or feed you guys had, but I was listening, I believe. Actually, I was on the NHL one where they do the on the fly and they're jumping in. So it must have been the New Jersey feed they're picking up because they usually pick up the home one. Uh, and they had an interesting stat with Yarrow Halak this year that uh, when Yarrow Halak is in net and killing and the team is killing off a penalty, uh, his save percentage is only like 656 versus Demko's, who is like nine wow. something. Wow. 657. But I, I want to say this because. That's ugly. 
if you look at the numbers for Demko versus Halak this year, obviously Halak is like superior goaltender. He's the number one guy and everything like that. But I think that of every single team in the National Hockey League, you mean Demko is. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. Demko is the superior. Yeah, Halak is de- definitely yeah. not superior. Right but, now. but but I, let's not get it twisted here. Out of every single team in the league, which team has given their backup goaltender the worst games to play in? Vancouver. The Canucks. I, I agree. Every single, you know, that was, that game last night is the worst. That was, you know, letdown spot. But, Andrew, that's his that, job. No, I, I understand. I understand. Bullies get shitty spots, Andrew. But that's I'm, just the way it is. Yeah, no, I understand is. that. But yeah. what I'm trying to say is that that's tied in. That has to, it has to be tied into some of the numbers. It has yeah. to be. Because, because I, you know, you look at these backups and people will say, like, look at the look at the record this guy has. It's like, yeah, because he plays in every game when it's four games and six nights. They're tired. They're playing shitty. Yeah, that's what backups do. That's what they're paid to do: is come in in those spots and and provide the saves they need. No, I know, but like last the night, situation, man. And I'm telling you right team. now, from knowing Halak and and knowing at least what his Bruins teammates thought of him, they didn't like him. And and, well, and I'm and not I'm getting personal with the guy. I'm just saying. Well, that... I'm going to get personal with it right now, and that's where I was going with this whole, <laughs> this whole difference. Well, I'm just trying to tell you guys: next time he's in net, don't mm. just don't just not bet against him. I mean, not bet on him because of the situation you're talking about, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Don't bet on him because I'm telling you, this guy is not well-liked. Last year, you can go back and find it on YouTube. There was a game where uh, he let in a goal against the Rangers, I think, and he flung the puck at his own teammates at the Bruins wow. bench in protest and was yelling to them. You could see him swearing at them wow. in, on the ice. All right? So what I'm trying yeah. to tell you, but right you get now, what I'm saying, though. I, I get what you're I saying. I get what you're you, saying, but I also think this is a matter of these guys don't want to play in front of him. They mm-hmm. don't like him. They don't. They don't get up to play in front of him, and they they don't have that urgency and and that desire to play in front of him. I'm I'm telling you right now, and I don't have the stats in front of me of anyone else who's backed mm-hmm. up Demko this year, but I bet if we went and looked that the the stats of uh who, who was backing backing him up when um when Halak was out for a while, what was the guy's name? It was uh, Spencer Martin. Yeah, Spencer Martin. What yeah, he played stats? well. He played pretty well. He did. There you go. They played. They played their butts off in front of him. I remember that too. Yeah. They played hard. The Canucks young goal, young goaltender, though. You know, fresh this in the league. This is nothing to do with a backup being thrown into a shitty situation, Andrew. This is something to well, do with that team is not playing for him. Period. Okay. Yeah. That that could definitely be a valid point. My look. I'm not. I'm not. A, you're acting like I'm a halak like super fan here. All, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is. The team didn't play well as well. That's all I'm saying. Like yesterday, yeah. I would never be a guy to blame a goal on a goaltender in a two-on-one. Very rarely will I ever blame a goal on a goaltender when it's a two-on-one when Ekman Larson gives the puck up. Two-on-one, yeah, boom, Jack Hughes kicks the night off. Three, four, five more goals. I mean, Halak played awful, but the team played horribly in front of him right. as well. And that's all my whole point is that to I Jimmy's get- point, that's their job is to come in, be a backup yeah. in those exactly. bad situations. Yeah. But it's also the player's job to not have two on ones happening every three minutes. I had the over, Jimmy. I'm happy, buddy. I was pumped. Yeah, yeah. Well, know? I'm just saying, like, too, though, if you look at it from this perspective, too, though, Andrew, you're talking about a bad situation and playing so many games in, in a short time. Mm. Who's going to be more tired out there? The players in front of Halak or Halak? Halak's been sitting on his ass for the last four games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If yeah, anything, yeah. he's got the most energy out of anybody on the team. Yeah. So I, I, that's that's why I just I, right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to knock you. I just respectfully disagree because I, I yeah. just think I think it's 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 sort of a a fallback excuse for Halak when I don't mm-hmm, think he deserves mm-hmm. one in this situation. This guy is a proven goaltender in the NHL. They went out and they gave him a good amount of money to come in. 
uh, and be their backup. And he hasn't done the job. And I, I, I think it's because he he's become a, a, a whiny little bitch, to be frank. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know that he complained nonstop when he was here in Boston about his situations that he came into. Exactly what you're talking about there. He didn't like coming in when it was, you know, four games and mm-hmm. six nights and he's got a tired team in front of him. And they're like, well, dude. Wow, wow, that's your job. Shut yeah. up. Back yeah, yeah, Foley. Yeah. They get the mop up. up. Yeah, I'm not mop arguing that. Like, for, like yeah. growing up as a like being a Canadians fan, right? I think yeah. best goalie in the world. So, yeah. obviously, whoever that number two is, whoever that's been over the past, you know, ten years, yeah. five, fifteen years, whoever it is, your job is like when it's a tough situation and when Price has the night off, is to come in and step up and play. That's yeah. always been the thing. But I knew growing up, like, oh shit, like it's a backup in. The Habs just played Friday and Sunday. Oh, now yeah. it's Monday night. Insane. Like I was like, damn, this backup's gonna get torched. And you know what I mean? Like I, that... I'm glad they chose Price over Halak, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's two yeah, games yeah. in a row, by the way. Can you believe started. some people actually said they should have chose Halak? They still do. Yeah. They still oh do. my god, man. At the time it was, yeah, it was pretty crazy to say that at the time. Well, you know, Alan even even with Halak playing well. Forever, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> really? Well, it's his agent, so yeah. He's oh, Halak. Yeah, I think last year he had some tweet about Price and yeah. Lack. And, oh, jeez. Yeah. And then Price, of course, <laughs> single-handedly. I'm not going to cr- criticize Alan out. Walsh too much. He goes over to the, above and beyond the call of duty for his yeah. clients and his players. I actually got to meet him wow. in Halifax yeah. in the press box. He's uh, he's Druan's agent, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an agent of a lot of guys, and he goes over above and beyond the call of duty for, yeah. for them. So you know, that's one thing. He'll work hard for you. If you're a player yeah. and you've got on Twitter to too, he'll work hard he, for you. Work yeah. hard and live in an alternate reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's two starts in a row, and we'll move on because we got to get yeah. going. But Yaroslav Halak, um, that's two starts in a row. He's been pulled, by the way. Uh, so there may be something to that. That he's not only he not playing well, but they just don't have the same you know juice in front of him. You know, to play with him in net for some reason because he got yanked against the Islanders on February 9th. Gave up five goals in that game on just 12 shots. And here we are last night, six goals on 14 shots. So it's been tough, but you can't play Demko every single game the rest of the way. You're going to wear him out. You've got to either go back to Halak at some point or if you don't like the way he's playing, bring Spencer Martin back up. Give him the shot, you know, in a backup role. That might We might be getting to that point pretty soon. Like if Halak has another bad start or two in a backup role for this Vancouver team moving forward, mm-hmm. you might be seeing Spencer Martin again. Uh, Andrew, uh, what did you uh, think of this game here, New Jersey Columbus? Yeah, short and simple. Look, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with the over here. You know, yesterday I kind of liked the over because I, the Devils were playing well, but it was also a horrible spot for Vancouver. Now we have a Devils team playing their fourth game in six days. Uh, Columbus team, looking back at the past week and a half, you know they've been putting up goals and. Um, excuse me, not just against poor competition, but against some decent competition. So uh, I'm on the over six and a half. I think both teams will contribute here. All right. Over six and a half here for Andrew with the uh, Devils and the uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, Like I said, this is a great props game. So you definitely know we'll have our eyes on it uh, on the BetCast. Hughes, Lion A, Bjorkstrand, Sharon Govich, you have to. All right. You have to bet him again. Plus 310 with what he's done the last few games. He's fine in the back of the net as well, routinely. This is a great props game. It's probably going to be one of the games I'm actually focused on most when we do the uh, the early part of our bet cast tonight, uh, this Devils and Jackets game, because it's definitely going to have a lot of uh, a lot of wagering action, a lot of tickets uh, written up for this uh, Devils and Jackets game for me 
uh, here on this uh, Tuesday slate. All right, we got Edmonton and Philadelphia now. Uh, next up, uh, Oilers minus 155, road favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers starting to, uh, you know, show some life a little bit, slowly but surely. I mean, you look at the last, I would say, five games, they took Pittsburgh to overtime. In fact, they led that game and let it slip away and lost in overtime. They played Washington about two weeks ago. That game was 3-2 Philly, you know, in the third period, and then three unanswered goals for Washington to win it, 5-3. They took Carolina to overtime in a game they actually dominated statistically, but Martin Jones was Mr. Beach Ball letting those in, uh, and 4-3 to uh, Carolina. Uh, and uh, St. Louis 4-1, but a misleading final score because it was two empty net goals. Other than that, they were right in the game against a pretty good Blues team. And then, of course, the last game against Washington, they finally get off that uh, schneid of that six-game losing streak and beat the Capitals, albeit the slumping Washington Capitals right now, 2-1. to one. So this has been a more competitive outfit lately, uh, the Flyers. And you're, see, you're seeing some signs of life. This is not a team that's completely rolled over, packed the tent, folded the tent, and gone home this year. Uh, their effort's been good uh, of late. Uh, Edmonton rolls in. Uh, obviously, they've gone 1-2 and two so far on this road trip. Not surprisingly, they've lost the Mike Smith starts, Tampa Bay and Carolina. They won the Miko Koskinen start, though, 4-3 against Florida. And it was one of those games where you're watching Miko Koskinen, who's going to be a net tonight, by the way, for the Oilers. You watch him against Florida, and you think, why can't this guy be more like this consistently? I mean, it was just a, it was just a goaltending tour de force against Florida. The guy was incredible. Like, he's making these acrobatic saves post-to-post, uh, getting across the crease, uh, lightning light glove saves multiple times. I mean, this is this Miko Koskinen here? And, and he just delivered when the Oilers needed him to against Florida. Because to be honest, Florida had a bunch of shots and chances Saturday afternoon. But Miko Koskinen uh, held the fort uh, time and time again. And now he's going to be in net tonight. And he's on a nice roll right now, 6-0-1. Uh, in his last seven starts and a 2.63 goals against average. So we'll see if he can keep it rolling here. Hart's going to be a net likely for the uh, Flyers. He was magnificent him, himself uh, as well against the uh, Washington Capitals. I thought he played a great game as well uh, Saturday afternoon. And, you know, I think if you look at Carter Hart, there's still a good goalie, you know, in this guy. It's just he needs a team that's going to be a little bit better in their own zone in front of him. Um, and he needs to do to get a little bit more consistent because you see he get, has that brilliant effort against Washington, and then before that he gives up a five spot to Pittsburgh, and he gives up three to Detroit and five to Detroit, but then before that he gives up one and a win against Winnipeg. So, you know, it's one of those up and down inconsistencies Carter Hart is battling, but uh, we'll see how he how it goes here in this one. But uh, definitely when I look at this game here with uh, Edmonton and uh, Philly. Uh, I look at this as a matchup where I think if you're the Oilers with Koskinen in net, he's going to give you your best chance right now. Uh, Mike Smith has had some tough times the last few starts. The Carolina game, he wasn't that bad, actually. But uh, the, the Tampa Bay game, I'm going to go back to that where they lost 5-3. I keep thinking he he makes some of those saves where the puck's just going right through him in that game, and it might have been a different result for the Oilers in that Tampa Bay Lightning game. So, uh I would lean Edmonton here, but there's something about this price. I mean, I'm disappointed it's as high as it is because I don't want to sell Philly short. This team is still fighting the good fight for a team that's had just a dreadful season, and it's not like Edmonton's ever a sure thing laying this kind of wood on the road. I guess I'd have a small 
probably will have a small bet on Edmonton in regulation, but it's nothing significant because I do respect and acknowledge what the Flyers have done the last few games. They have definitely been more competitive. They've been in pretty much every game recently, and you do have to give them some level of credit for that. Uh, all right, Jimmy, what do you think here? Oilers taking on the Flyers. Let me get right back. Sorry about that, guys. Um, you know, look, this is one of those games. I, I'm i going to pass. It's going to be one I might jump in live. It just yep. feels like a trap for me yep. for the Oilers. It really does. I, I just – I can't get a good feeling on it, and I sort of – I want to bet the Oilers, but it's kind of got that little yep. stick feeling in my stomach like, don't do it, don't do it. So I'm going to listen to that little gut feeling right now and maybe jump in on some plays – uh, on the live bets, and hopefully when I can jump in on the betcast tonight. Yeah, great. Sit- and the thing that concerns me too is this is a big situational edge for Philly. They've played; they've been off since Saturday. They've played just. This is only their third game in the last. Uh, this is their third game in the last week for the Philadelphia Flyers. So they are a rested team. They should have energy. Whereas you look at it for uh, Edmonton here going into this game, uh, this is going to be their uh, fourth game in a shorter period of time. So, you know, it's, and again, at the end of the, this uh, road trip as well, actually they have one more game at Chicago after this on Thursday, uh, and then they go home. So you do have to watch out for that little scheduling situation as well. Uh, the one thing I would go back to the well with here in terms of uh, a prop or two uh, in this game, uh, you can take a look definitely at uh, Zach Hyman over shots and Zach Hyman to score a goal. Seven mm-hmm. of the last 10, he's gone over the shots on goal prop, and he has scored uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers in six of the last 10 games, as well as three of the last five games for the Edmonton Oilers. So he continues to be the player to target for me on this Oilers team. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Oilers and Flyers? You know, it's it's always tough taking an under uh, with an Oilers team, and sometimes even the Flyers team, uh, you know, that can be a little unreliable defensively. But I, I think I like the under six and a half here. And this I'll be honest, this is yeah. not one that I've locked in yet here. This is just my betting recommendation for the game. If I was to play it, if I end up playing it, um, you know, you look at that game that Edmonton came off of against Carolina, who's a very talented defensive team. That's what I love so much about them. And it's why I think they're going to be a great playoff team. Uh, but Philadelphia, they've been kind of playing the trap style of hockey. I mean, they're not really, maybe it's not even on purpose, but it, it looks to me like they're, they're working hard defensively and, and kind of the bend don't break mindset and not really playing the running gun style of hockey. And, to me, when I see a six and a half here, I see an Edmonton team that could be a little fatigued, but I think that fatigue might not affect them as much defensively this time around, more so just offensively, and we could see a decent defensive battle. So uh, at six and a half, I'd, I'd lean towards the under here. Yeah, I'd be with you on that too, Andrew. If there was one thing I would bet pregame, it would be that under. Guys, quickly too, I know you already went over it, but I'll give you my bet on uh, Tampa and Ottawa. Yep. I'm loving the dogs here. Give me the Ottawa Senators. Let down City for the Tampa Bay Lightning after the big win in Nashville. Yeah, p- possibly. I-, I might sprinkle Ottawa first period. I don't know if I trust them to win the end. There, the flu is ra- running uh, through the team a little bit right now, which does uh, concern me a oh, little bit. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that is the one thing that does concern me a little bit. And Zaitsev and Shabbat, two starting defensemen out. So, but I agree, it's not a spot. I have, I have no interest in Tampa Bay at any number at any price in this spot. But. Yeah. Ottawa does have their issues with the uh, flu bug running through the uh, team. And I don't know if you heard John Cooper after the game, uh, what he told TNT, you know, after they won, and he's sitting there and he's in a scally cap and he, sm- and he says, look out Broadway, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> so I- I'm guessing, uh, you know, at least maybe for the coach, because I can tell you guys, uh, once you hit about 30, 
the hangover hits you on the second day. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, or the third day. So I'm right. guessing at least the coach is still feeling the, uh, the repercussions of a nice night out in Nashville after that game. That reminds me of uh, Pete DeBoer at, after the all-star game. That was so funny. He looked so hungover. It was hilarious. Oh, he, well, he said it. Didn't he say it? Yeah. 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 And he flat out said I'm hungover. I think. Yeah. So they yeah, you got to let them enjoy right. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They're, why not? They're, they're, John Cooper is pretty professional though. So I'm sure he'll be fine tonight. You won't see him stumbling and yeah, falling off the, uh, the stoop there on the bench there. He I think he's more right. as a wine guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He might, but, but yeah, I mean, Nashville, by the way, is one heck of a party city, you know, that oh, downtown yeah. area. Sure. And from what I heard, I heard that a lot of those guys, they stuck around like um, Aaron Ward was on TSN 690 yesterday in Montreal. And he was saying that uh, Tampa stayed an extra day. Yep. So wow. they really got into some trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I don't know who knows what's going on. I'll tell you what, I'd love to go to Nashville. Yep. Have you ever been, Jimmy? Yep. Great place. Great place. I'd love to go there. That'd be a fun boys' trip. Yes, it would, boys. (laughs) I'm not even a big country fan, and I'd want to go there at some point. And like I say, I'm not at all a country fan. Well, I got the ice guys bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. But I hear great you know things about just uh, what you can do you know party wise, the uh, entertainment district, if you will, uh, of that city uh, is pretty damn pretty damn impressive so i heard you can just walk into a bar and you could actually see someone like relatively up and coming just performing yep. yeah yeah that's how it is every bar is just live music you just yep. walk in and out no cover charges so yeah that's where all the uh, country There's no uh, hurleys though eh, jimmy <laughs> well, <laughs> no. matty ice going to nashville thursday enjoy yourself then uh well, there you go, go buddy have fun matt matt randall going to nashville uh, on thursday great stuff gotta go uh, to tootsies go- yeah we're going to a little bit less glamour city for our next game on the card. Detroit Motor City, <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes, uh, Detroit Red Wings. What a uh, segue. Carol- yeah, great segue. Uh, that was a good one. Sometimes they're a hit or miss. That one was a hit yeah. with the uh, masses. Uh, Carolina minus 200, road favorite, six and a half, the total in this game. Of course, for Detroit, they haven't played since that uh, football game that broke out at uh, Little Caesars Arena on Saturday night. 10 7, uh, it was them in the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Just, uh, Really wild third period. Looked like the Leafs were going to just hammer the Red Wings. They were up seven to two at one point. It gets to seven to six, but then the Leafs, uh, you know, get the train back on the tracks. They end up winning 10 seven uh, in that game. Uh, that was a crazy game. You know, it's a wild game. When Nadelkovich gets pulled, they put Grice in, and then Grice gets pulled, and Nadelkovich is back in. That was the, <laughs> that's what we saw uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings on uh, Saturday night. It was just an absolutely insane hockey game there. Nadelkovich is back in tonight for the uh, Detroit Red Wings and uh, facing his old team, the Carolina Hurricanes. So uh, definitely will be uh, amped up for that. Will he play better? He better uh, because I'll tell you what, it was a lot of horrible defending by the Red Wings, but at the same time, it wasn't exactly great goaltending either. From Nadelkovich, can he bounce back? That ends up being the big question here. For Carolina, they've won five in a row, but man, this spot stinks to high heaven for them. They got Washington next up, division game, Pittsburgh next up, rivalry game, you know, team that, uh, you know, they've had, they're going to be probably battling in the playoffs potentially. And you've got Detroit here. It's not exactly a situation that screams, yeah, let's lay minus 200 with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in this game. They did beat Detroit 5-3 uh, in the one meeting back in December. 
uh, earlier this year. Although it is worth mentioning here, this is a very, very interesting stat here when you look at these two teams head-to-head in Detroit. The last three head-to-head meetings in Detroit uh, since January of last year, 4-2 Detroit, 2-1 Carolina, 4-2 Detroit. Detroit's definitely given Carolina some trouble here uh, in this matchup. I like Detroit's team total here over two and a half a lot. I I really do, especially with anti-Ronta in net uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm not trying to disparage anti-Ronta. He's a capable goalie, but he's not what Frederick Anderson's uh, been for this team this year. Not, Not quite at that level. And you look at his last two starts at Pittsburgh, three goals allowed. At Ottawa, four goals allowed. Three or four will do the trick here for this Detroit Red Wings team total over. That's probably what I'm going to look at. Um, I don't know if I want to trust Detroit to win the game. You know what I mean? They're, they're, Carolina is on a roll playing great hockey. They're obviously the better squad, even though it's not the greatest spot. I just feel more comfortable. I could sprinkle on the money line. This might be something I do on the bet cast later. We'll see. Uh, but definitely I like Detroit team total uh, over two and a half here. Good number, good price, good spot, good situation for Detroit. I think as they try to make amends for the debacle against Toronto Saturday night, and we'll see if Nadelkovich can now bounce back as well. But I, I feel like the Red Wings on their home ice can get to three goals tonight uh, in this game. And it is worth noting as we go into this game, Detroit scored three against the Rangers, scored four against Minnesota, four against Philly, six against Philly, three against L.A. Uh, you know, other than 5-2 to Colorado, they lost prior to the Toronto game. You know, this team's been pretty consistent at being able to score at least three goals. So hoping that's the case once again tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Or Hurricanes, Red Wings. Yeah, this is another one too, right? Kind of had a little trap feeling to it. Um, but I'm going to stay away from the side right now and, and go with the under here, guys. I just, you know, looking at those scores you just ripped off in the last few times there in Detroit with these two teams. Uh, I'm imagining the under wasn't, well, it could have been five and a half in one or two of those games. I'm not sure, but uh, I like the under here. Liking the under here, under six for a, I could see the under, like, even though I like the Red Wing team too, I could still see the under being a, a way to go here in this. Uh, you look at Detroit, I'm looking at the, again, the series history. Now the last five meetings, they've scored four, five, three, the one game they got held to one. And then they scored three in Carolina earlier this season, back in December. So it's so a lot of evidence that points you to, hey, maybe Detroit can get you three goals tonight. I think they can in this spot. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Carolina, Detroit. Pass here. Nothing for me this game. All right. We move on now to the next one. It is uh, Calgary and Minnesota. Tara Vine and overshots on goal continues to be a good bet, by the way, from a prop standpoint. Uh, no question uh, about that. Raymond and Larkin probably for goal score props on the Detroit side as well. But uh, I'll definitely be uh, mentioning a lot of props on our bet cast tonight. 7 p.m. Eastern. Remember that. Uh, it's coming up tonight. Uh, Calgary, Minnesota. We've got Calgary now minus one twenty-five road favorites, six six and a half the total in this one. Boy, it's a lot of money on Calgary in a home and home series in a revenge spot for Minnesota after just that was a horrible. And look, Minnesota's not playing well. I get it. It's not easy to back them right now. And Cam Talbot has been announced as the starting goalie, and he has definitely hit a wall lately. He's not played well. Uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild compared to earlier this season. Uh, Minnesota just 1-5 uh, in the last uh, six games. I said on Twitter Saturday night, I hope uh, Terry's not having a panic attack watching this uh, uh, brutal performance tonight by the uh, Minnesota Wild Saturday night. But uh, definitely it feels like a Minnesota bounce-back spot. And, hey, they're back home in the friendly 
cozy confines of XL Energy Center, where this team still, in terms of their home record this year, it's absolutely terrific. 16-5 and five for the uh, Minnesota Wild on home ice this year. I would I would only look at Minnesota at this price now. Um, Calgary had that debacle against Vancouver. I was asking myself, you know, is that a sign of them going back down in a downturn again? Or is that just an anomaly? Is that just a one-off that they played so poorly against the Canucks? Well, they bounced back very impressively against Minnesota. That was a very strong game from Calgary in that 7-3 win uh, against uh, Minnesota. Uh, and uh signs that, hey, we're not going to let this become a, a massive losing skid. We're still a very good hockey team. We're not going to let this develop into something more than that. Uh, and you look at this Calgary team, it's uh, everybody contributing. You know, Johnny Gaudreau, a bounce back year. Matthew Kachuk. Mangiapane's been absolutely outstanding. You got guys like uh, Erica Branson scoring goals from the blue line. Uh, it's just been a collective effort right now from the uh, Cal- Calgary Flames, and it's been very impressive to see uh, what they've been able to do. I mean, 65 points this year for Gaudreau, 59 points for Kachuk. Lindholm, how could I forget to mention him? 51 points. Now he's been able to score goals routinely lately. Uh, not easy to go against this group. Markstrom and Nett's been magnificent. Really, he has been the last few starts, but I get the sense this is a good, you know, bounce back situation here for the Wild. I think it's a little carried away. I mean, I understand maybe pick them even money put in this line but now and it was for as good as calgary's played now with them minus 125 minus 130 on the road against a team that's pretty good at home that you would expect them to fire back strong uh with a, a strong effort and for talbot this has got to be a game for him where he's got to answer the answer the bell you know he has not performed well lately you look at his recent starts for in net for the wild uh he gave up four against ottawa four against florida five against winnipeg it's not been pretty for Cam Talbot. Can he bounce back? I lean Minnesota. What I will bet is Minnesota first period because the first 20 minutes, I expect them to really bring it strong. Do I trust them to win the game? Not quite as much, although it wouldn't surprise me. I just think I'd rather bank on Minnesota giving me a strong 20 minutes out of the gate and you can get around minus 105 with Minnesota first period in this game. I think that's definitely something to look at. As far as the total goes, I'm not betting Minnesota games under at home. I'm just flat out. I'm not doing it. I won't do it. I just will not. And you know how how good it's been betting Minnesota Wild games over the total uh, on home ice. Just to uh, reiterate, because I know we I've mentioned this a bunch, 17-4 and four to the over on home ice this year for the Minnesota Wild in their games. But the one little small concern about just going all in on an over here tonight, Minnesota will want to clean it up defensively. It's kind of a desperation spot for Talbot if he wants to maintain a firm grasp on being the number one goalie for Minnesota. And sometimes in these back-to-back situations where it's the same two teams, the first game goes over, the second game stays under. Or the first game goes under, second game goes over. Kind of the reverse happens. We yes. do see that from time to time. So, But still, it's over a pass for me. That that being said, it's still over a pass for me if I were to bet the total here. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Calgary-Minnesota? I agree with you with what you said there. That's kind of a, a motto I try and stick with is I think that sometimes you might see the opposite of the first time the teams met. And also you see if how, how important home ice was. And, you know, I, I don't think I'm really someone that often talks about home road splits too, too much, but I think with the wild uh, and not just the wild in general, but Cam Talbot, uh, he's a different character at home here, guys. Uh, and I think the wild at plus one Oh five uh, signed me up to take them in a revenge spot as well. 
this is one of those uh, Alex B. Smith, uh, not so fast, my friend, type plays, I think, where everyone wants to line up and, uh, you know, keep riding the Calgary Flames to the motherland. But I don't think that they're going to win every game and their scoring is going to get shut down at some point. And we can't forget, like you said, Ian, about how talented the, the Wild are. And let's not forget, exactly a week ago, we had to watch Terry and us get mad on live on the ice cat ice ice guys betcast when they lost uh, to the senators and Talbot had a bad game now he's back at home no more road trip and what do we always say uh, coming back from a long road trip it's usually a fade spot but my new motto is it's only a fade spot if it was a successful trip wasn't the case for when Minnesota on that road trip they had so uh, sign me up for the home team here all right, Andrew, like in Minnesota here, you can get them at plus 105. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here at Calgary, Minnesota? I'm with Andrew. I'm liking this. Good call, Andy. I, I, I think this is a spot for Minnesota. They need this. They really do. I mean, it's kind of been an up and down last few weeks for them. And uh, this is a team that I think truly believes, and rightfully so, that they can contend in the Western Conference. And uh, I, I think this is a gut check game for them. So give me them as a underdog in this game. And I'm also going to do a prop. Uh, give me Kevin Fiala to get two or more points in this game. He's been hot lately in the points department. Hasn't scored for a couple games, but he's he's been producing points. He's creating offense. So give me two or more points for Kevin Fiala. You know what? I'm looking at his uh, numbers recently. He did have a couple of multi-point games against Montreal and Carolina uh, on home ice recently. And he has he's collected a point, at least one point, in – it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the last eight home games. And in that span, he's also collected multi-point games twice. Overall, in his last four games, he's on a four-game point streak for the Wild. And two of those games, he had at least two points. So, And at home, you know, in a spot where you want, need everybody stepping up, yeah, you could definitely see that here, Kevin Fiala. And you can get, again, with the, these over one and a half points, they're worth a bet sometimes because you're off, often going to have to lay minus 120, sometimes minus 150, 60, or even minus 180 with some of the best players yeah. just to score a point. You know, you can get over one and a half points at a really nice plus number. That's what I did with Hughes and Bratt from the uh, Devils uh, last night. You know, you take that plunge that maybe they can get you two points, and boy, does it pay off handsomely for you uh, if it cashes. And uh, definitely when you look at it for uh, Kevin Fiala, that's definitely something to uh, consider in this game. Fiala, uh, over one and a half points, uh, Jimmy, plus 250, I'm seeing yeah. in some spots. That's one and, hell of a keep price. keep in mind, too, guys, I mean, he's in a contract year, right? Yeah. So this is a guy that's playing for a new contract there. Who know? I mean, I, I don't – I can't see that. I think the Wild are just going to ride it out even if they can't get him locked to an extension and deal with him in the offseason. But he's still in a contract year. So uh, this is a time when he needs to shine. All the eyes are on them as you go down the stretch run and you're positioning for the playoffs. Fred, uh, that's a good one, Terry. Terry knows his team, obviously, Minnesota. And you're right, Frederick Gaudreau. Uh, Freddie Gaudreau's just been uh, a goal-scoring dynamo all yeah. of a sudden for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And his prop to score a goal, is, it's, it's up there. I mean, uh, you, you bring that up, and that's that's value personified, plus 450 in some spots. Goals in back-to-back -back games against Toronto and Calgary. Uh, for Freddie Goudreau of the Minnesota Wild. He actually scored their only goal uh, against the Leafs uh, last Thursday night. So good find there, Terry. And I wouldn't talk you out of that one. Uh, no question. Uh, all right, we move on to Montreal and Winnipeg. Uh, next up, we got four games left. Winnipeg minus 220. Uh, home favorites, six the total, shaded to the under. So the Jets return home off a, a road trip, uh, one which ended with a must type of win for them against Arizona. If they had lost that game after already losing to Calgary, 
Dallas and Colorado. Remember, Colorado, they got off to that 3 nothing lead, and then it was an ambush by the Avalanche in the last two periods of that game. If they had gone home after an 0-4 road trip, you might have, I don't want to say bury this team and you know say they had no shot at making the playoffs, but boy, it would have been difficult had they not salvaged that win against Arizona. And it wasn't looking good. You know, they were trailing going into the third period, but they rescued that victory and got a 5-3 win against Arizona. And now they return home. And obviously it's a team that uh, needs to put the wins together to get themselves back uh, into the wild card hunt uh, in the Western Conference. So can they do that is the question. Certainly should have motivation for Winnipeg, but they are returning home off the trip. And they're facing a Montreal team that's got lightning in a bottle right now. Uh, this group has been very, very impressive all of a sudden. Marty San Luis got them playing hard night in and night out. He's finally, I don't know what Ducharme was doing all these months, but I'm finally seeing some team defense. I'm seeing some active sticks. I'm seeing some uh, clearing the front of the net. I'm seeing some good body position. I'm seeing it not quite as easy to have a free path to the, to the slot area all of a sudden against this Montreal team. And, and you've got to credit the teacher, Marty San Luis, for getting that out of this team and the one thing we didn't doubt about him when he got hired is this guy's a teacher of hockey that's why he was teaching little kids you know before uh getting this job he's a very good uh, educator apparently from everything i've heard and seen marty san louis and boy uh he's definitely having a positive impact uh, on this team behind the bench they've won five in a row and like i say a few of these wins have been against quality teams the blues the leafs yeah the islanders are down this year but still a team that's been to the conference finals back-to-back years. Montreal beat them. Last two wins were Buffalo and Ottawa. Not nearly as impressive those uh, winning those against those two teams, but still, they're winning in lower-scoring fashion now. Two straight unders. Three of the last four Montreal games have gone over the total, and this team could barely get an under to cash for them uh, before uh, the coaching change. So, you know, they're playing better defense. The goaltending from both the Hamburglar, Andrew Hammond, who's been great, in the two starts he's made. And even Samuel Montembeau, who had a shutout in his last start against Buffalo and actually played well against Toronto when they beat them. You know, the goaltending's better because the team defense is better in front of their goalies. Very, very simple. Uh, it's not easy to figure that one out. So this is going to be a small bet for me on Montreal, believe it or not. I know Winnipeg needs this game. I get it. They, they, they need to find two points. They should pick up two points, you know, in games like this. You know, try if they want to make the playoffs, you got to beat teams that are well out of the playoff race, like a Montreal, like they did against Arizona uh, on Sunday. But Montreal's really been tough on Winnipeg. Five straight head-to-head victories uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. And it's hard to overlook that. Montreal's been a thorn in this team's side uh, repeatedly. And you're getting one hell of a price here. So uh, I'm going to take the plunge here. Montreal at plus 195 in some spots here. Potentially a live road underdog once again in this game. Um, and as far as props go, uh, Adam Lowry, I've caught on to the fact that suddenly he's one of these players that when he scores, he usually scores in bunches. He's now scored in back-to-back games for Winnipeg. He's going to be plus 450 again to score a goal tonight for the Jets. That's great value because I think he has really got his feet moving right now. He's making an impact in the offensive zone. I wouldn't talk anyone out of in terms of shots on goal and uh, to, to score a goal for the Jets. Connor has been red hot. You, can, you can't not look at him. Dubois had Dubois had a million chances the other night against Arizona. I think going back to the well with him for shots on goal and to score might be worth a look. And as far as Montreal goals 
goes Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield, you got you got to always consider him now uh, whenever Montreal's playing to score a goal. So there's a few props that I would be looking at in this game. Jimmy, what do you think here? Montreal, Winnipeg. Well, you know, I, I see where you're going here, and I don't want to get in front of this Montreal Canadiens uh, train right now. I mean, they are playing some great hockey. Uh, you know, they like you said, since Marty St. Louis came in, they're having fun again. They're playing as a team. Uh, they're exciting to watch. I don't think any of us could have thought we'd be saying that a month ago. Um, and it, it's just been fun to watch. I know they, you know, they're playing for pride right now. They're playing for jobs for next year, but you can't discredit what they're doing. It, it's great. And some people will say, well, look at the – competition they're they're doing it against i don't buy into that you know like i think we were all saying that kind of about the la kings and the boston bruins heading into last night well bruins kind of said it doesn't matter who the hell we're playing look at look at us now um you know so i i don't buy into that i'm not going to discredit them that way however i'm going to stay away from this just because i just can't get a read on this winnipeg jets team i i really can't they they you know every time you think they're going to turn a corner and they have they don't so i'm going to stay away from the side on this uh, I'm going to go to the under on this. I, I feel like this is going to be one of those pesky, really physical games. Uh, just a, kind of almost like a playoff atmosphere, even though I know that the, the Canadians aren't playing for a playoff spot. Just, just that type of game. Remember too, there's a little bitterness now going on in this game. And that's why if I was going to take the side, I might lean towards Winnipeg because of what Montreal did to them in the playoffs, sweeping them and upsetting them in the second round last year to advance to the conference finals. Um, so this might be a live bet for me, you know, like in, in the game, I'll see how it's going. Um, one thing I wish we could bet on is if Mark Shifley is going to have to fight and if he'll fight or not, you know, like let's not forget what he did to Jake Evans in that series uh, and really woke the Canadians up. And, you know, there was a complete cheap shot uh, headshot to Jake Evans. And I, I'm interested to see if a guy like Josh Anderson uh, goes after him and asks him to answer the bell. So that's something to watch. I know it's not something we can really bet on, but definitely something to watch. That's true. This is the first. That's that's excellent points, Jamie. It totally slipped my mind that this is the first time they've played since the playoff series uh, last year. Remember when it was all North Division teams playing each other in the playoffs at the beginning? And yeah, Montreal sweeps Winnipeg. The Shifley incident, of course, with the Evans. We remember that from last year. Is there retribution now? Do they go after Shifley? Uh, tonight, Montreal. Who knows? I mean, hey, it could be three years or three months or three days. Teams don't forget that stuff. No, they no. have long memories, man. They you do. Know, that's true. That's interesting. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see if they step up for uh, him uh, tonight and uh, earn retribution. And, you know, you do have some guys that are willing to uh, drop the gloves and do that for Montreal. So we'll see how that could be a little bit heated tonight. We'll see it. Montembeau yeah. and Hellebuck, by the way, are going to be the uh, starting goalie. And the other thing, too, guys, I, I would think, too, you saw, I don't know if you saw Shifley kind of snap at the media and say you want to yeah. get a pissy match yesterday. I mean, so you know what he's doing there. He's he's taking a bullet for his team. He's trying to step in front of the boss and rally his team. Yeah. And, and so you got to wonder, does that reverberate through the, through the Jets dressing room? I'm just really interested to see how the Jets show up out of the gate in the first 10 minutes, and then maybe I'll jump in and do something with the side. But until then, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay on that under. Very telling comment from Justin in our chat, who lives in Winnipeg, obviously knows the Jets quite I well. He that. says the city knows this team has thrown in the towel. They want Shifley moved. They're going to be major sellers. I'm on Montreal in regulation. I can't pass up that value. And that's a Winnipeg guy saying that. So, yeah. so we'll see. You would think in theory, Winnipeg's fired up to play this Montreal team first time since the ouster uh, in the postseason last year, but, that remains to be seen. Andrew, what do you think here? Habs, Jets. 
Yeah, I mean, I I like the Habs tonight. You know, I'm rolling with it. I, I wasn't really going to be jumping off the page to 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 you know go on them tonight, but until I saw that opening number of plus one ninety, that's what I jumped on at least <laughs> yeah. anyway. That's hard to resist. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, if you give me a pick em in this game, you know who I'm taking. But at plus one ninety here, who big win for the Jets against the Coyotes? You know, <laughs> like and they barely even beat them. There was actually upset watch for a good portion of that game yeah. until the Jets turned it on a little bit. So. Yeah, I can't pass it up. And just like people say, when a team is on a streak, they're in a whole different mind, you know, um, and they're feeling good about themselves. They have confidence. And uh, let's be honest, too. There's a there's a big couple games coming up for the Montreal Canadiens against some really tough hockey teams. So if there's one win on this West Coast road trip, they'd like to think they could get. I know the teams don't think like this, but it's this one right here, you know, and Winnipeg's desperate. Uh, just like Justin was saying, I mean, they're not feeling good about themselves either. But, you know, I, I think that Winnipeg has struggled to score. And if Montreal plays well defensively and we get a, you know, average night from Montembeau, then I, I think the biggest change for the Montreal Canadiens guys has been possession. You know, they're, they're not just like a counterattack team, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They're, they're maintaining possession. They're cycling the puck around a lot more than they were before. And whether or not people think that matters, I think it helps with confidence, if anything. And, you know, the yeah. lines are going well. They're not really moving the lines around too much, which I like personally. So, yeah, I locked them in. Plus 190 here, guys. You guys, everybody can call me a homer all they want, but I didn't bet I them that much. All, man. Here, so. I, I, yeah. I actually don't want to jinx their streak. That's why I'm not jumping on it. So. <laughs> um, guys, one thing I want to – I'm going to add a, a prop to my take on this game as well, and I can't believe you can get this value considering how well he's playing right now. Uh, Jeff Petrie, to get a point, is at plus 225. So give me that as well. There you go. Just one single point. Uh, all you need, too, uh, from uh, Petrie uh, with that uh, particular uh, prop. And Petrie, by the way, uh, he has points in three of the last five games yeah. uh, for Montreal. Four points during that span. So, yeah, it's it's to me, I the math makes sense to take a shot. You've got a guy that scored a point in three of the last five games, and you're getting plus 250. It's, wow. It's, yeah. I know. The math is in your favor. 60% yeah. should not be plus 60% over the last five games should not be plus 250. So just from a value and a math standpoint, you know, it, it's not a bad look there at all. Uh, Jeff Petrie to score. Andrew's favorite defenseman on this team, certainly yeah, earlier boy, this year. I can't, oh, I'll, I'll go. I think I've been on record. I mean, I, you guys know, I don't like the guy. I think he's a whiny little baby, but. You know, <laughs> you know who I do like? <laughs> Romanov. Romanov's a beast. But, but Andrew, he's still taking shots at Ducharme. Yeah. It's like, move on, man. You got the guy fired. He's, yeah. like, get, get over it. Move on. And he's still saying things yesterday. It's just, it's not a good look. What Like what he's saying about like how our, our system's been better or different thing, how yeah, things. Yeah, and, and it's more yeah. fun to play. Just it's like, on. dude, you took like three penalties a game and we're like minus a billion at <laughs> the start of the year. Like and You asked out. You know, versus yeah. Josh Anderson, who says, I want to be here for the long haul. I want to finish this contract, you know, count me in to help out in the rebuild. So that's a captain right there to me, but we'll see. It should be interesting to see how it all unfolds uh, with uh, Montreal certainly has a very, very fascinating offseason. Oh, uh, fascinating next few weeks. Yeah, or next few weeks Deadline, too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. With the uh, so absolutely, you're 100 right there. And who's going to be uh, shipped out? What's going to? What are they going to get? Check Montreal hockey now. 
Exactly. And <laughs> Jimmy's luck. on top of that now. Uh, congrats <laughs> to Jimmy, by the way, for being a big part of that Montreal hockey now. The, the, the lead you. editor, right? That's yeah, yeah. Editor in chief and uh there you lead go. and insider. Yeah, it's it, we've been doing well. We've got the uh the clicks are going up. So it's you know, it's just like here, guys. We just keep building and building. You know, like obviously I respect how hard you guys work with you, what you do here. So it's the same thing. You gotta just keep working hard. And keep building. And we built, by the way, as of yesterday, we hit 2,000 YouTube subscribers uh, for the Ice Guys channel. So 2,000. And I can remember when we first went on with the Hockey Podcast Network, we had like 600 yeah. uh, subscribers on the channel. And just in one year, we've gotten to 2,000. Could you imagine what we could get to this time next year? Yeah. And for everyone asking for Maddie in the chat room there, I saw a couple people Guys, she's back in school. It's back to being a ten-year-old uh, fifth grader here. So she's done handicapping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we might not. Send, maybe, maybe April vacation. We can get her back on. <laughs> well, that's all right. Uh, she's a special guest, and that's that's true. She did a great job. She's always welcome, Maddie. Uh, and and I, days... guys, really, you got it meant a lot to her to read all your comments. So I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. She was she was the star of the show Friday. It wasn't me. Uh, it was Maddie on on Friday. She did a great job. Uh, speaking of doing a great job we got the colorado avalanche uh, oh, in yeah. action next they're doing a great job they're hosting the new york islanders uh colorado minus 280 home favorite six the total um we got three games left this is the game of all the games on the card i don't have a whole lot here pre-game so of course stay tuned to the betcast tonight starting at 7 p.m eastern we might have a little bit more for you but this is just like i don't trust the islanders to beat anybody this good simple as that now i know credit to uh anaheim or them to beating Anaheim for nothing. And friend of the show, by the way, he's busy as hell. Like we're trying to get him back on the show as a special guest again. Grant Arnold, we had him on the show last year from uh, Colorado. Uh, he's been he's got a sales job that's keeping him really busy. But he actually texted me Sunday, my, Ian, my biggest bet of the year tonight in the NHL Islanders, and I almost I, my, my jaw dropped to the floor. I almost couldn't believe it. Like really. Of all the games and spots you could have picked, you've taken the Islanders against Anaheim tonight. Not that Anaheim's a great team, but the Islanders struggling the way they are. I mean, man, I said, that's gutsy. And sure enough, the Islanders uh, got the uh, victory and no sweat, never in doubt, 4 nothing uh, against Anaheim on uh, Sunday night. Um, so we'll see. But now you're, you're obviously going from that to Colorado. You can't even compare the two. The Avalanche playing great hockey, but I'm not laying this price. It's hard to find value pass for me andrew what do you think islanders abs you know it's it, i can't believe i'm saying this really with the islanders but i feel like they must be feeling a little bit better than they than they were before i, I think we're going to see an over six i think we could see a competitive game i think the islanders could give up some goals themselves but um you know as we've seen colorado has been a very up and down team with who they decide they're going to show up against you know some teams play better against bigger competition and some teams play better against bottom feeders and I have a pretty good stat about one team that does that later on in the show. Uh, but I think Colorado, you know, could give up a few as well. So I'll go over six here. All right. Over six for Andrew. Uh, the Islanders are developing a very nasty Arizona Coyotes-like habit uh, lately, though. And that's not being able to string two wins in a row together. Uh, <laughs> Arizona's had trouble with that all year. And now the Islanders have gone six straight games after a win, losing the next game. 0-6 after a win. Uh, in their last six games, the Islanders. So here we go. They win one and they can't follow it up. And obviously this is as tough, uh, uh, <laughs> tough a game to try to follow up a win uh, as it gets with uh, playing Colorado in Denver. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? New York Islanders, Colorado Avalanche. 
Yeah, you know, look, I, I, I think, unfortunately, for the rest of the NHL, uh, you know, that the Bruins kind of woke up maybe a team that was getting a bit complacent a week ago there in that matinee in Boston when the Bruins just throttled the Colorado Avalanche. And, you know, every once in a while, the great teams in the league need that. They need to just be humbled a bit. And I, I just, you know, I, I just got a feeling right now the Avalanche are going to go into this uh, power mode, so to speak, and, and steam through some teams. And I, I look, it, you're not getting great value on them tonight, but uh, I would look at it and say, you know, give me the, the Colorado Ava- Avalanche puck line in the first period because uh, you can pretty much get that at even right now. And it also take the uh, over one and a half in the first period as well. Looking at that as minus 135. And as for a prop, I'm loving Devin Taves to score a goal uh, oh, wow. in his first game against the Colorado Avalanche since he was traded to that team prior to yeah. last season. All right. Playing it. Yeah. Playing uh, his former team, the Islanders, you mean. But yeah, yeah playing his former team. The, yeah, exactly. And he's been great. I mean, he's found an offensive side to his game this year on the blue line as well for uh, the Avalanche. He's been terrific, both ends of the ice. And uh, there's a prop I do like for Colorado in this game. This is a guy that's streaky. He couldn't find the back of the net for tons of games in a row, and now he's scored in back-to-back games. And even McKinnon said the other day when he starts scoring after a long slump, he can be streaky and he can get hot pretty quickly, and that's Andre Burakovsky uh, for Colorado. Yeah. I think that's a good one to look at. Now, back-to-back games with a goal after a long drought. I like those situations. Uh, Burakovsky goal scorer tonight for me with uh, Colorado uh, in that game. All right, San Jose and Vegas. Uh, next up, we've got Vegas minus 240 home favorites, five and a half, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, uh, I'll tell you what about San Jose and uh, Reimer uh, starting to come out of his little slump just a little bit. Uh, the last step, he's played better, you know, and you look at the shots he's faced the last three games, 47 uh, against the Islanders. And he made it stand up in a 4-3 shootout win over the Islanders. The 3-1 loss to Boston, you know, he could have been worse. Game. It could have been worse, Jimmy, if not for yeah. Robert. Yeah. yeah. Played I, I, great. Yeah, I mean, I if you go back, you can find some of the Bruins qu- quotes. I mean, they were all praising him, saying, look, I mean, <laughs> that guy was tough. That game was a lot harder, I think, than the Bruins imagined. And that was yeah. because of Reimer. Couldn't buy a save since Christmas break. And now the last three starts for Reimer. Great in a win against the Islanders. Very good in a, in a tough loss against Boston and great the other night against Seattle. Another game where that was 18 to six or something, 21 six or something like that with shots on goal for the Kraken first period Sunday night against San Jose. And Reimer is the reason uh, that uh, San Jose uh, was able to win that game three to one uh, over Seattle. So he's starting to play some pretty solid goaltending. Leonard's back in net for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas is content to play lower scoring games right now. That is clear as day. Four of the last five have gone under. If I were to bet one game under the total tonight, this might be it. San Jose and Vegas. We'll see. With Reimer playing better, Vegas, you know, they lost to Colorado 3-2. They only scored a goal in that awful loss to Arizona uh, 3-1. You'd think this is their spot to bounce back here. Uh, you know, you don't love the price by any stretch of the imagination, but and, and I still am worried about all the absences that they're dealing with right now. Martinez and Yanmark and Pacioretty and Stone are both out again at the same time. Will Carrier uh, is on the injury list now, too, uh, and he's a good depth uh, player for them uh, as well up front. I mean, it's just the injuries are mounting again, but they at least get Robin Leonard back. They're kind of desperate times now after back-to-back losses to Arizona and Colorado. Um, and I don't love the puck them to win by margin right now, but 
I, I am interested maybe in Vegas and regulation. I was just hoping for better than minus 145, minus 150 with that price. But if I were to bet anything in that game, that would in this game, that would be it. Uh, Vegas and regulation. Uh, Andrew, uh, San Jose, Vegas. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mentioned earlier, I've got a little stat here. Um, you take a look at uh, this Vegas team. They are 49 and 18, their last 67 games against a team with a losing record. 49 and 18. This is a team that doesn't take, uh, you know, nights off when they have an opportunity to just thump somebody. This is a team that loves to actually show up and stat pad and just absolutely bulldoze another team. And I'm going to take what I'm seeing there. I'm going to take a look at the amount of games the Sharks have played recently, the style of hockey they've been playing recently. They're a fade for me this week, looking at their schedule, and uh, I'm ready. I mean, minus one, half bet puck line, half bet money line, um, or or even the regulation, uh, I'm fine with. So um, I think that it's gotten juiced up, but it's appropriate, and uh, I'm completely fine with it. So I think the Vegas needs to kick somebody's ass, and I think tonight it's going to happen. They need to kick some can, kick some tail, whatever uh, term you want to use, and yeah. uh, we'll see if they can do that tonight against uh, San Jose. I just wish they were healthier. Uh, you know, that, that to me, when you're losing 3-1 and only scoring one goal against Arizona with the shots they give up every night, that tells me there's some issues. So that's the one thing that I'm worried about. And San Jose, say what you will about them. They've definitely struggled since the break, but a lot of nights their effort level is there. They couldn't get a save from Reimer in a lot of games. They couldn't finish many of their chances. A lot of times they just asked Timo Meyer to carry them offensively. Uh, and but they, they're still playing hard for Bugner here late in the season. But I, I hear you, it's definitely a Vegas. Vegas has to try to bounce back. There's no taking it lightly tonight. You mentioned they, the signs of them beating bad teams means they're not taking it lightly. They better damn well not take it lightly tonight, uh, off two straight losses. Uh, and you would think that's not going to be the case for Vegas. They will not take this Sharks team uh, lightly. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, San Jose, Vegas? Yeah, I'm going to go with two here. Give me uh, Vegas on the uh, puck line in the first, and give me a Jimmy puck line altogether for the Vegas Golden Knights. All right. Vegas first period, minus a half puck line, and also Vegas full game puck line, uh, which is minus one and a half at plus 105. All right, before we get to our last game, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL and NBA. New customers can bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, we move on to the final game on a, this Tuesday night card. It's a team that's coming off a Boston Bruin beatdown over the LA Kings last night, seven to nothing. Uh, Boston now try to keep it going against Anaheim tonight. Uh, we've got the Bruins minus one eighty, uh, road favorite, five and a half the total uh, in this game. There are a couple of bets I like in this game, but I don't like a side. I don't love the total either way. Although I guess in this spot I'd lean over five and a half because we have seen Anaheim score at times. The weaker goalie is in net. 
tonight for the Boston Bruins, and that's Linus Allmark after uh, Jeremy – and Jeremy Swayman's got it going right now for the uh, Boston Bruins. It's been a great stretch of hockey for him uh, in net. He was very solid, steady. Uh, it helps when your team gives you a quick lead, early lead like that, uh, like they did last night. But Swayman has been very good lately for Boston, which has been good to see. Uh, that was just a – you knew L.A. was going to be in trouble when – you could tell right away with that first goal that Jake DeBrus scored, which made me happy actually, because I had plus two uh, 65 on him to score a goal. And you got to bet him again tonight. I mean, as simple as that. I mean, they're showcasing him. They're giving him Marshawn and Bergeron as line mates. Uh, they're giving him an opportunity uh, to showcase his talent before the deadline. I mean, you just keep going with Jake DeBrusque as far as I'm concerned uh, to score a goal here. So that's absolutely a prop uh, that I'm looking at here in this game. But I do think on the flip side, I might look at a Ducks team total over here. It's only two and a half. And again, I like dealing with these two and a halves and plus spots like Anaheim's got to the rested team. You've got the weaker goalie. You've got a Boston team that's uh, feeling pretty damn uh, good about their game after uh, clobbering L.A., a red-hot Kings team uh, last night. I could see this being a night where it's a little more difficult on them. Uh, Anaheim getting the three goals. I think it's very possible. And I like the spot where they're, they got shut out by the Islanders. They got blanked. Sorokin was actually very good. Sunday night against the Ducks. I think the Ducks bounce back offensively. You still got Henrik and Terry and Zegris, and you've got Raquel, who's played well lately offensively for the Ducks. You've still got players that can find the back of the net against maybe a tired team on the second of back-to-backs uh, on the road here. So Ducks team total, I like that. I don't know if they win the game. Don't know if I trust them to win the game, but I think there's things that set up for them to score at least three goals tonight uh, in this game. And I like DeBrusque to score in this one as well. And if I had to lean Side or total full game, I'd probably lean over five and a half. Uh, Andrew, Boston, Anaheim. Yeah, I was pumped to uh, to ride the train with the Bruins yesterday, but uh, as the road trip continues and after you know getting a touchdown plus the extra point yesterday, uh, I'm ready to kind of look towards not the dog, but uh, I think the Ducks can score, and I think the Bruins keep it up themselves. And seeing a five and a half at the end of a road trip, something I always like to look for. So I'm on the over five and a half here. I think both teams contribute and we can get to at least six goals. Also, shout out to Jake DeBrusque. I mean, we've talked about this with Jimmy quite a bit. Patrick uh, last night. It's just honestly, this is the stuff that like I love about sports. This is just like, it's just, it's just, it's awesome. You know, there's always a game within a game and there's certain times you just see someone step up and have a big game and it almost makes you laugh because you know, what a time for him to be kind of showing himself, eh, Jimmy? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's getting to a point now where I, I, I don't know if the Bruins are going to trade him. I I, I, I mean, they got to do it now or never because his value is probably not going to get as high as it is right now. Yep. Um, but then I think maybe they're looking at it. You look at they're on a win streak. The team is finally gelled. He, he looks like that right winger that that top line has been missing. Maybe you just let him continue to raise his value for the offseason and, and, and just ride it as long as it goes. So who – We'll see if they trade him over the next few weeks. Uh, but just a c- correction, just so you know, Andrew, they got two more games on this road trip. Uh, oh, did it, I say last game? My bad. Yeah, yeah, they're playing in Vegas on Thursday and Columbus on Saturday. This is a six-gamer. Um, but I, uh, I'm i going to stay away from the side just because of back-to-back nights. Bruins are feeling really good about themselves right now. I could see Anaheim maybe sneaking one by them here, but – what I will jump on, like Andrew, is that over. I mean, five and a half, I'll take that. And I'll also take the over in the first period. So give me those two overs right there. And I'll, I'll ride the DeBrus train. I'm with you, Ian. Get on that DeBrus train again. 
All right, very I mean, good. What's he paying but... to even get a point, guys? Like, even for him to get a point is probably not even that's bad still, odds. I mean, I'm looking at plus, plus 300 to get a goal still. I mean, that's yeah, that's insane. amazing. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. I, I'm trying to see he's if it's plus point... 106 for a point. So it's even money, basically. Like, that's pretty nuts for a guy that just had a Hattie. He, he's yeah. got a five-game point streak going. Yep. And it's, yeah, that's a great price. That's still a great price considering, yeah, five straight with a point. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, you're looking at Brad Marchand, who's only been back for what, two, three games. And for him to get a point, it's minus 209. Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Wait a minute. No, no. Sorry. For him to get a point, it's minus 401. Yep. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't understand the math there. I get it's Brad Marchand. I know who he is. But I mean, if you're talking about who's in better form right now, Jake DeBrusque is the hottest Bruin, hands down. Yep, I, I agree with that a lot, uh, Jimmy. I mean, he's got the uh, he's got it going. They're putting him in a position to succeed too. Like they're putting him, they're elevating him right up to the top line as well. That that's made a huge impact too on his ability to all of a sudden get oh, this yeah. uh, productive and all of a sudden red hot, hotter, hotter than a pistol right now because they're giving him the minutes, they're giving him. Uh, the top line, they're giving him those power play looks, all of that. So, yeah, this is just if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know. And I'm Robert says plus 325 at, M- at MGM to score for Jake DeBrusque. Wow. So, uh, it's just uh, hard to hard to resist that kind of price that's being offered. Uh, there's no question uh, about that, and certainly to score a point, very reasonable too. Uh, so we'll see if the Jake DeBrusque train uh, rolls on tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins. And by the way, Jack Edwards was up to his old tricks last night during oh, the fight geez. with Lemieux and uh, Frederick. I mean, do we have to make it sound like the, the opposing player is always getting his brains beat in in every fight, which couldn't be further from the truth? I mean, talk about over-exaggerating the description of the fight. Jack does this all the time. It's making it sound like, oh, Frederick, he's killing him. He's no, he's just wailing <laughs> on him, and it's, and, and and it's like he's, he's barely grazing him, and he's missing him with a lot of those punches, guy. Like, are you watching the fight? Are you actually watching what is happening during? Well, man, fight? if you watch a Warriors yeah. Warriors game in, in the NBA, yeah. like Steph Curry could hit like a, a finger roll layup, and they'd be like, "Off the glass, what a nice!" You don't see any layups like that anywhere else. Like, it's hilarious. I mean, it's just homers being homers. It's the it's the job. It's the, it's what they get paid to do. You know what he? I think he gets into the sauce in the late night games too, because I heard him doing the ads during the break. Is this brought to you by BMW? BMW. You know he's in the studio, right? He's he's in Nesson. He's not on the road. He's in the studio back in uh, Nesson. Yeah. Did you guys see? Was it? Yeah, it was last Thursday, the first game of the trip when um they had a fire alarm in the Nesson studio and they had to leave. And all of a sudden, they cut to the opposing uh, broadcast, and it was like, what is going on here? And then I see them tweeting about it. It's just... Uh... So, Jimmy, what's the reason for that? Like, is that like is that going to go back to normal when, like, you would restric- think restrictions settle down? It was originally for COVID, but I think yeah. now it's just... I, I, I can vouch for it, and I don't care. I'll say it, because I'll probably never get hired by them again. Nesson is one of the cheapest uh, networks and companies out there, and I, I think once... When they realized the money they could save after keeping yeah. them home during COVID... There, I don't, I don't see them going on the road at least for the rest of this season. Yeah, and, a lot yeah. of a lot of junior people I know that do uh, journalism for junior teams around here. It's the same thing. Like they're not sending their play-by-play guy. Yeah, they're just they're just subcontracting it's someone fucked. locally. It's because dude, it's because it's because they're saving money. You know, yeah, interesting. They can do that, but it's not the same. It's not the same as when they're there. I don't yeah. care what anyone yeah. says. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely uh. 
it's it's always I'll tell you what in, in a weird way there's things that I'm like what are you doing Jack and then at the same time he does make me laugh and kind of entertains oh, yeah. me in a sick way. Uh, I got to admit something. Go 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 find the clip of when the Bruins beat the Canadians in 2011 in Game Seven at double I think it was double overtime. Nathan Horn scored. Yeah. Find that. Find his uh, his monologue. Yeah, he rips their heart out and through the puts no, no. the dagger through the heart or something. No, like no, that. yeah, but it was it, he 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 reckoned back to the Revolutionary War and yeah. and, and made the, the the Canadians were the redcoats, uh, <laughs> British in the in the war. <laughs> that's a typical Jack. Yeah, that's like wow. Yeah, that's getting a little too into it, but it's just no. Seriously, you listen to Jack Edwards calling a fight involving a Bruins player. Nine times out of ten, if you're not watching the game, if you're not watching the fight, you're just listening to Jack describe the fight, you would always come away from it thinking the opposing player's got a black eye, a busted <laughs> jaw, missing teeth, and he's got to go to the hospital and his brains have been beat in and are all over the ice. That that That's how he makes it sound. Like, oh, he's just – and another one. Oh, and he's just beating him, and he's just beating him. He's using his <laughs> if you, if you were listening on the radio – He said that not, one a bunch yeah. too, yeah. Imagine yeah. if you were listening on the radio. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, he just really must be beating the shit out of him. Then you actually watch the fights like, what? Well, I was talking with Lorenzi actually about that the other day. I, a lot of times, like, I used to, uh, like, I, I go home a lot now. I live, like, two hours away from, like, where I used to live, as I told you guys. And so, driving home, I would, you know, toss on a game or something like that. To me, that's the best way of passing time. Like, oh, sometimes, even, yeah, music's fun, but listening to a commentator and stuff. But... These days, whether it's hoops or, or, or pucks, I mean, every single time a team enters the, the Ozone, you think that's going to be a McDavid highlight real goal of the century. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they're doing their job, but, like, I don't know. I used to do play-by-play, and I'll tell you what. When it was an awesome play, I used to really make people know that play was different than the other plays. But now the voice of these commentators, it's like every single play is the play of the year candidate, you know? <laughs> No, it is. It's uh, we get uh, uh, certain people more than others get a little carried away when they're in the booth, and you know, just you know, you're right. Just getting into the offensive zone, and they go a little bit wild and crazy. Uh, and and the best is when Brickley tries to calm them down. Yeah, and he yeah. tries to reel them in. Yeah, and he reels <laughs> them in. Although I did appreciate listening to their running over the turkey story uh, that they said in the third <laughs> period last night on the uh, road trip in 2008 to Montreal for that game seven. That. That was pretty funny. I will say that, that they uh, slammed into apparently a turkey on the road driving up to Montreal. So that's a nice little story there from Jack and Brick in the third period. You're trying to fill, you know, fill the time. You know, it's a seven yeah. nothing blowout. So I'll tell you a quick one here. I, I know we're running late here, but that just quickly one time where I think it must have been the 2009. Yeah, it's when the it's when the Bruins swept the Canadians in 2009, uh, and and we're up in a press box. And at the time I was doing a radio, like I, I was on a weekly radio show with Connor McKenna of TSN 690. And we did a show on Sirius XM. So he's my co-host. So I'm sitting with, I'm, I'm working for Nesson though, too, at the time. So I'm sitting with, with Jack and Brick and then Connor's over to the left of us. And, um, and like something happened and Jack, they, it wasn't a Nesson game. So Jack was just sitting there watching and he didn't have to broadcast. It was like, you know, the national network picked it up. And so Jack starts, you know, cheering and getting into it. And he's throwing his chair down when there's a bad call. And and McKenna looks over and he's like, dude, could you just act like a professional for once? And Jack goes, what did you say? And he goes, what the fuck did you just say to me? 
and he gets over and he gets up in Jack's face. And I had to like literally Brick and I are like pulling him away from Connor. He wanted to fight Connor in the press box. <laughs> hilarious. Wow. So Jack, it always sounds like Jack's ready to fight someone with some of his remarks. I guess he yeah. literally will throw down if he has to. Wow. Holy like, shit. Oh my God. What is going on here, man? <laughs> and to think that guy was an ESPN sports center anchor in the nineties and he was yeah. so calm and, you know, pretty low key back then. That's things have changed a little bit for uh, old Uncle Jack uh, since then. Great story, by the way. That's <laughs> that's hilarious, and somehow I'm not shocked to hear about it. Uh, great stuff with uh, Jimmy and Andrew. That is the Tuesday card. Great show, and we're not done yet today. We've got the Betcast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you join us for that. We got nine games. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, a busy night. Always great when you can do a bet cast on a busy night like this. So uh, looking forward to seeing the, uh, all the games take place. Again, DM any one of us if you want to join us during the bet cast tonight. 7 p.m. Eastern we will be here. And who knows how late we'll go. I know uh, some nights we'll only go for the early games. We'll see how I'm feeling. You know, if, uh, if Ian's uh, still got the stamina and the energy at 10, 30, 11 o'clock Eastern, maybe we'll st stick around for all the late games too. We'll see. Play it by ear. But we'll definitely be with you for at least three hours tonight for sure. Uh, on the uh, betcast tonight. Looking I'm planning to, to run the late games too. Uh, yep. I'll be I'll be home around probably like eight o'clock Eastern, maybe yep. something like that, and then I'll be around for the later games as well. So, all right, good stuff. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to best bets too to wrap up this uh, Tuesday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, cash with the Bruins last night. Let's go for a total in a game they're in with the over five and a half. All right, there we go. Boston Anaheim. Last game we talked about over five and a half. Best bet for Andrew. Uh, Jimmy, best bet. I fell short on uh, Marshan last night, but I'm going to do another prop tonight. Give me that Petrie to register a point at plus 300. All right, plus 300. Jeff Petrie to score a point against Winnipeg tonight for the Montreal Canadiens. Best bet for uh, Jimmy uh, in this one. Uh, my best bet for this uh, card, uh, by the way, I forgot to do the uh, the cam, uh, the, the best bet cam. There we go. Uh, best bet. Uh, for me is going to be, I'm going to go back to the same uh, bet, not, not last night, not the New Jersey team total, but I, I'm going to go full game over six and a half. I like the New Jersey team total as well, but I'll go full game over six and a half minus 125 with the Devils and the Blue Jackets. Uh, I think we'll see plenty of goals there. I almost went player prop with the best bet today as well. I've considered uh, Jesper Bratt to score again. I considered uh, Hughes over one and a half points at a uh, plus 200 price because he's uh, gotten to two points or more in four straight games, but decided we'll go with that over six and a half with uh, New Jersey and Columbus for a uh, best bet. Dog of the day, if I had to pick one, Andrew's team. If I had to pick one, my favorite dog of the day, since that's become a thing here on this show, uh, Montreal Canadiens, uh, plus 190. Uh, took them against Ottawa. I think I had them before that as well, uh, the game before that, but definitely took them against Ottawa Saturday night. Going to ride him again. It's just a great price for a team that, again, the betting markets are slow to adjust to, you know, the improvement in this team the last five games, the win streak under San Luis. So uh, if I were to, that's, it, that is absolutely, when I look at this card, the dog that I like the most. And, and like Jimmy said, if you can find a book out there that's that offers you a bet that says, will there be a five-minute major handed out? This is a good night to do it. There's actually some books that offer that. I remember, guys, my first ever time in my life in Montreal when I was younger. They have this thing called Missajour. I don't know. Missajour. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like Proline. It's like Proline in Ontario and Nova Scotia. They do that all the time. 
Yep. And I actually went to a Habs game with my father, and I bet on the Habs, and I parlayed it with, will there be a five-minute major? And it cashed. Nice. And he, yeah. my dad knows nothing about betting, and he was laughing his ass off when I went to the corner store the next day to collect my money. Uh, but yeah. uh, they don't really make those betting options around as much anymore. But uh, I think – I wish Joel Evanson was a part of the game tonight because I, I, I remember really clearly like the words he said pretty much like we won't forget this and i think uh edmondson's gonna play in the next game so yeah, yeah. that's too bad because i'd love to see because Ed- he's a great leader you know yeah yeah detroit and minnesota would be the next two dogs in line in terms of preference tonight mm-hmm. but definitely montreal would be the favorite underdog for me tonight in this game great stuff uh that is the tuesday show it went a little longer but that's all right we had lots of great stories lots of great discussion we got plenty more discussion tonight during our live betcast 7 p.m eastern We'll see you in just uh, a little over three hours from now uh, for the start of that. Uh, as we uh, live betting, live commentary, bring your favorite drinks, booze, adult beverages, what libations, whatever you got. Bring those with you as well on the uh, BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, looking forward to that. For Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great uh, Tuesday night. Uh, enjoy the games and good luck. Although, we hope to see you again in just three hours from now uh, with the Ice Guys BetCast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. See ya.